This is episode 160 of the Coaching for Pastors podcast. Hey, my friend, happy Thursday. We're in this week, episodes 157 through 161, where I'm talking to you about not doing ministry in the flesh. I remember it was probably the early 2000s, maybe 01 or 02, and it was the beginning of a school year, and I was a youth pastor at the time. And when you're in youth ministry, you're always trying to come up with new and bigger, bigger and better, more outrageous, more outlandish. And my line back then used to be that the only way I could outdo myself the next time is if I blow up an elephant out on the soccer field. We had two soccer fields behind our church. And I thought, well, if I get an elephant and blow it up, man, that's going to attract a crowd. And I mean, it was seemed like it was to that point. Everything had to be bigger and better. And I decided that I was just going to let go of all of the uh, schemes and tricks and devices of trying to get students to be a part of the youth program. And, and I wasn't that kind of a person anyway, and I, I didn't do a lot of that. But it seemed like at the time when the, the internet was new and there were all kinds of new ideas and new things, and I just took a legal pad and I walked out from behind my desk and I sat in a chair in my office And with my legal pad, I just started writing to God. And I said, God, you know what? You you need to do this. You need to help me minister to these kids. You, Holy Spirit, need to be the power in this youth program. And I remember I sat there for probably a half an hour, and I I just wrote page after page to God and just said, I'm done doing this in the power of my flesh. I've been serving in the flesh, and and it's just I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted, and even if I see fruit, I feel like it's rotten fruit. I don't feel like it's all that great. So I just let go. I just let go, and I said, God, I'm going to focus on these non-negotiables, and I think I had four or five things, like prayer, scripture reading, meditation, relationships with students, and one other one, maybe it was family. I don't really remember. But I just let go of all of the schemes and gimmicks to attract students. And believe it or not, over the next three months, my youth group doubled. It was 50. And three months later, there were 100 students bumping around on a Wednesday night. And honestly, I didn't do anything different. We did the usual with our students. We were involved in their lives. We planned Wednesday night, uh, you know, activities for them and Bible studies and teaching times and worship time. But we'd always been doing that. And I just continued to do it. But I, I spent time in prayer and I just said, God, you've got to do this because I'm, I'm tired of doing it on my own power. I need you to do it. And that was the beginning for me of beginning to learn what it was to not do ministry in the flesh. And when I ran across this passage in Ephesians chapter 6, it reminded me of that. And I think, Pastor, we're, we're in a really interesting time. Uh, here, here in the United States, if you're listening in the United States, we're we're in a very interesting time, and uh, we need the power of God. 
we just do. And I, I know that I know you feel that way. I think I don't think there's a pastor with a heartbeat that doesn't want the power of God in their church. And I came across this Ephesians six passage, beginning in verse ten. Paul is writing to these people and he says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. I thought, yeah, yeah, that's what it's about. And then it says, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the what? Against the people who oppose you? No. Against the the culture that's trying to cancel us? No, doesn't talk about that. No, against the devil's schemes. Who do we think we're fighting against? We're not fighting against people. We're not fighting against our our culture per se. We're fighting against the devil's schemes. And then he says, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers, rulers, authorities, powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Man, that just framed the situation so well to me. And I realized what we need to do is we need to work on our communion with God, receiving power from him so that we really can, as they say, serve and minister out of the overflow of the power of the Spirit in our lives. And I introduced you to this website called practicingtheway.org. It's so exciting. This thing is like right on the front end, front end of existence. In fact, there's also a podcast which has two episodes, but one is the trailer. So there's really just one episode right now. If you were to go on when this when this podcast comes out, when this episode comes out, and you look for the Rule of Life podcast, Rule of Life by Practicing the Way, there's, like I said, literally there's two episodes, and they're beginning with Sabbath. They're going to be talking about nine practices, and each season is going to be on a different practice, and it's going to take a couple years to unveil them all and lay them all out. And they've got a plan, and they've got a system and a process by which they're going to help churches adopt this this rule of life for the modern era, I think, as they say it. And I just think it's so exciting. And I just want to point you to it. It's a great resource. And the nine practices are Sabbath, prayer, fasting, solitude, scripture, community, simplicity, generosity, and hospitality. I mean, if you just look at the first few— Sabbath. Man, they talk about taking a full 24-hour rest. And they lean into the Sabbath. I mean, the whole Sabbath as a special day. Sabbath as a time uh, for us to retreat and reflect and spend time with God. If you think about it, Pastor, if you were to get serious rest in your life, like Sabbath rest, what would that do with your ability to be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power? They talk about prayer, and they're going to unpack that practice of prayer. It's one of the practices that you have to have in place if you're going to have a method, a way of living. 
not rules for living, but a rule for living, which involves Sabbath and prayer. And then they talk about fasting. This is a time for us to focus on God and to kind of deny ourselves and allow the power of God in our lives. This practice of solitude, of not actually not being alone, but being alone with God. There's a difference, right? We can be alone from other people, but we're always going to be alone with God. So that solitude where we just simply sit with God. And then the practice of Scripture, getting the Scriptures into our heart and our minds. The practice of community. How do we, uh, if I could use this unspiritual word, how do we leverage relationships and people in our lives so that we're feeding into others' lives while they're feeding into our life? And then the practice of simplicity, trying to get all the stuff out of our lives and living a simple life, living a life with God and for others. The practice of generosity, boy, that's so self-explanatory. I love generosity. I love people who are givers, and I can't stand people who are takers and keepers. Ugh. I like givers. And then hospitality, just being able to be with people and care for them and feed them and have fun with them and have develop good conversations around a fire or a table, that gift of hospitality and the practice, the practice of hospitality. So, Pastor, I think these practices are important in our lives. I think it's important for us if we're going to live practicing the power of God, living according to his mighty power, and wrestling not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual forces. If we get that right and we get that straight and settled and framed in our minds, then we're going to have to begin to receive the power of God into our lives through these practices. So check out that website, Practicing the Way. Org. Check out that brand new podcast simply called Rule of Life, the Rule of Life podcast. And then we'll wrap all of this up tomorrow on the Coaching for Pastors podcast. podcast.